Thrive. How many know to thrive is to have vision? Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not evil to give you a future and a hope. How many know that God desires something and he desires to commune with our spirit. He desires to speak to us clearly. And it's obvious that this morning as we heard all these testimonies and all the things that people are talking about, God is speaking to them clearly. God is doing something. He's doing something and he's speaking to his people clearly. And how many know we need then to listen as Donna says, we need to listen to his voice and we need to do something else. We need to trade our plan for our life for God's plan for our life. We need to sometimes need to trade some things that we have for what God wants us to have. It may not be comfortable. It may not be what we really thought it would be. But it's what God wants. Amen? We all know Helen Keller, a lady who lived blind and wrote all the wonderful things that she wrote and had a wonderful life. She was asked once, what would be worse than being blind? What would be the worst thing that could happen to you than you being blind? Here was her answer. To have sight, but no vision. It would be terrible for me to be able to see, but not see ahead, not look for a vision, not to have something to look forward to, and not to have any vision, to see the impossible, and to do the impossible, like we sang this morning. Vision is seeing the future. And seeing into the invisible realm. Seeing what can be and what could be. I remember very distinctly as we used to work with the, children, the young people in the, in the classroom. And my wife would go and lay hands on top of their shoulders and say, man of God. You're a man of God. She sees something in Ricky Pizarro, who today is doing the will of God in his life. She seen something in some of these other people, and she spoke it into their life. Come on now. Because vision is a faith word. <clears throat> it's a faith word. It's a reaching into the future. What am I believing for? I'm believing for the impossible, for the possible to happen. I'm believing as my sister and our husband went and prayed that their children would be saved and their children would be touched because God said it. He's seen into the future. It's a faith word. It is the promise of what is to come. The title deed of what is yours but does not yet exist. Something that you must reach for. 
It's a vision. Vision is a God thought. Amen? It's a higher realm of thinking. We need to think in a higher realm nowadays. We need to think God's thoughts. It's receiving the God purpose by grasping the God thought. God, what are you speaking? I need to grab that thought and I need to run with it and I got to believe it. It's that God thought. Because it's a Holy Spirit work. Come on, saints. The Holy Spirit in us, working for us, so that we may hit the target. We may reach for the goal and hit the target. Vision is a perseverance word. We need to persevere. You know, if you're trying to hit the target with a bow and arrow, and you've never uh, used a bow and arrow, you're going to practice and you're going to boom, boom, hit the target. And it's the same with everything. Amen. It's the same in our life. It's the same with the music ministry. We have to really work and hear what God is saying so we can hit the target for that sound. That thing that will bring us into the realm of what? How God thinks. And with all this element, and with this element, the dreams of our heart then will be fulfilled and will come into fulfillment. Now we all know, as the last couple of weeks, that the Thrive Life is living a flourishing life. It's growing spiritually with commitment to God's house. Amen? We talked about being committed to God's house and a vital connection to God's people. Connection to God's people and being connected to God's house. It is using everything I have what to serve in any way, in any way possible at all times. Amen? At all times. Whenever it's need. We have young, we have old people and young people working downstairs with our young people. Ushers, you know, it's being in God's house, serving God's people, and serving the people of God. We all know that the thrive word means that we need to flourish, we need to prosper. It means being blessed, it means having favor, it means getting increase, and it means success. Because to thrive is to grow. Grow. To develop in your spiritual inner man, and to amplify what? Christ's nature. Christ's nature in you to live like Jesus. And when you live like Jesus, then you'll share His love and share everything that He has for you. To thrive is to commit. Spoke about that. To dedicate oneself to the purposes of God, by giving my life, my energy, and my resources to God. To have vision, saints, is to see with the heart, making 
the unseen thing visible and the unknown possible. Believing that you are born for something significant. Come on, somebody. We were born for something significant. Not to just hang out. And go from here to there, from that to this. God has a plan for your life. And you weren't born for anything else. You were born for significance. For I know the, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Who says it? The Lord says it. And his thoughts are of peace and not of evil. And his thoughts are to give you a future and give me a future and give you a hope and me a hope. Saints, we need to be vision people. We need to constantly look into the future. We need to be vision people, seeing into the future for yourself, for your family, for whatever you do, for your church. We need to be vision people. We need to have dreams of your, of your heart. What's your dream this morning for your future? What does God have for you? I want to give you, first of all, seven types of vision people. Then we'll talk about something else. Now, how many know there are people with no vision? Absolutely no vision. These are people who stumble in life. Come on, saints. Stumble in life with no plan. Nothing put down. Nothing. I'm going nowhere. I'm doing nothing. There's no plan. There's no vision. There's no goals for your life. That's why I like TJ has a goal for his life. He knows what he wants. Bobby knows what he wants. They're going to school for a purpose. Fly airplanes, to run cars, to build cars, to build planes. Because if we don't have them to do that, you ain't going nowhere. We're going to be old enough, we will have to use a cart if you don't have him and him. Come on, saints. Come on. A goal. What's your goal? How I many know people all end up somewhere? But few people end up somewhere on purpose. Oh, I'm just living and I'm going to end up there. You have to have a goal. You have to have a purpose. Because God has that goal. And God has that purpose for your life. All we need to do is really get down on our knees and ask Him what He wants for us. And hear His voice. Come on, young, uh, young families. Pray for your kids. Put it in their life. I can remember Donna when they had, she had these, her three children. She would pray 
Right there. I, 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 we do, I'm talking to him. I'm serious. You have to give them a vision. Then there are people with little vision. We have people with no vision, and then we have people with little vision. Luke 17, verse 5 and 6, And the apostles said to the Lord, what? Increase our faith. So the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and planted in the sea, and it's going to obey you. Come on, saints. We need to think big. Come on. Thank you, Karen. Thank you. Think big. Think big. People who have a small mind and small faith for their future. We need to have big faith for our future. We need to think big for our future. Those people have a small vision. It's just about survival. Henry Ford said this. I'm looking for a lot of men with an infinite capacity for not knowing what can't be done. Soon after the completion of Disney World, someone said, Isn't it too bad that Walt Disney didn't live to see it? Mike Vance, creative director of Disney Studios, replied, He did see it. That's why it's here. Vision. Vision. Babe Ruth. Come on. When asked what he thought about when he struck out, you know what Babe Ruth said? I think about hitting home runs. He didn't think about striking out. He thought about the next time I'm up, I'm going to put it out of the park. He thought big even in the time of striking out. Hallelujah. Then we have people with a confused vision. How many know God is not the author of confusion, but of peace? As in all the churches of all this, he wants peace and not a confusion. People who are double-minded are unstable in their vision because they are unstable in all their minds. They change it too often. They confuse the vision. You know when? When conflict comes along. That's what happens. We get vision confused when there's conflict or delays or there's a discouragement. And then what happens? We start confusing the vision, confusing what's going to happen because we're in discouragement. We don't understand. We... Then you have people with a wrong vision. 1 Corinthians 3, verse 9 and 11, For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field and are God's building. According to the grace of God which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. 
People who have a wrong vision have wrong core values. And when you have wrong core values, you have a wrong direction. Come on. If your life is built on a wrong foundation, your vision will be wrong. Back in New York at Long Island where they built Stony Brook Hospital, they built it on a wrong foundation. I'll never remember when they were building it because they built the foundation so wrong that when they built the hospital, every time you walk in, you got lost. You didn't know where you were going because they didn't look forward. They didn't look ahead to see how to build it. So people are going in the wrong way. They're confused. They're going the wrong way. How many know mountain climbers don't start from the bottom of the mountain? They look at where they want to go. And then they work backward where they are starting from. I know where I got to go. Now let's work backward to see how I'm going to get up that mountain. There's a crevice here. There's a thing here. There's a thing here. Now we can go up it. Then you have people with someone else's vision. People who have accepted other people's ideas for their life without question. What others want me to be or to accomplish. We need to pray for our children and make sure that they have the vision that God says they need. (laughs) Not what we think they need. Unless you really heard from God. Then there are people with God's vision. Come on, saints. People with a transformation encounter with God that has created a clear spiritual core that is now the command center of their life uh, surrendered to God. It's the command center. I'm surrendered to God. People with a spiritual desire to fulfill God's plan and purpose and are actively making the decisions to go forward. How many are here this morning? Uh, in that way. They want to go forward. They have a clear direction where God has given you direction. But how many know there has to be some things in place to shape a vision? There has to be some areas that need to be in place to shape a vision. I want to share a few of them this morning. Our roles our relationship, and our responsibilities that we have in life. What are they? There are always other people. Come on, amen? There's family. There's friends. There's associates. All of these we interact with daily. We interact with our children daily, if we have them. We interact with our husband daily, if you want to. 
We interact. We have roles. The relationships and the responsibilities we have in those interactions constitute something. They constitute our life. How do I interact with my children? How do I interact with my co-workers? How do I interact with my husband? How do I interact with my wife? How do I interact with my church? This constitutes my role in life. Hello, somebody. Because there are some roles that we must fulfill. Whether we want to or not. Amen? I need to fulfill them. If I'm a son, I need to be a son. If I'm a father, I need to be a father. If you're a mother, you need to be a mother. If you're a daughter, you need to be a daughter. It's the roles that you need to fulfill. If you're a pastor, you need to be a pastor. Whatever that you need to fulfill it. Amen? We need to write them down sometimes. Write down all the roles that you are in now. What role are you in? Are you a parent? Are you a spouse? Are you a student? Am I an athlete? What am I? Am I a brother? Am I a sister? So on and so on. And you need to ask yourself a question. How well do you fill out that role? How do I really fulfill that role? What am I doing to fulfill that role? As a son, as a daughter, as a parent. How do I fulfill that role? You need to check every day. You need to, you know, and you need to ask What part do clear, consistent values have in your success or failures with the roles that you are in now? What values am I putting in them, in my role? What value am I putting in this marriage? Come on, somebody say something. Amen this morning. What value am I putting into my children this morning? What value am I putting into my church? What value am I putting in? What is my role? And what is my value that I'm putting in to what I have to do? Somebody needs to say amen. You need to have a clear vision. Then there's our mission. Which is our discerned destiny. And my desired achievement. What's my destiny? What's, what do I want to achieve? What is my desired achievement? How many know life is sometimes like driving a car in a fog? You may be in a, like a light fog, and the travel is kind of hindered, but not really that dangerous. Or you may be in a thick fog, really thick, where you have to slow down and you need to concentrate and be patient and feel your way along 
But how many know, when you come out of the fog, you get a great feeling. I'm out of the danger zone. I'm out of that 20-wheeler or 16-wheeler coming down my back. I'm out of it. Now, now, you can move faster. I'm out of the fog. You can move faster. And now you're more relaxed. Amen? You see, the only thing that has changed in your vision is your ability to see now. That's the only thing that's changed. It's your ability to see. And when you manage your life in a fog, and everything's foggy, your emotions change. Because when I'm in a fog, when I got in a fog, whether it's a little fog or a big fog, when I'm in that fog, my emotions change. I hope I get through. I hope I can get home tonight. I hope I can see the house. Totally different. Your emotions change. Your attitude changes because now you're tight. Your behavior changes. God, if I have in this fog, I can't wait to get out of this. Come on. You see, we need to have a clear vision. See, saints, yours and my personal mission in life is your roles and values distilled into a sentence or two that describe what you want to be and accomplish in your life. It might be to make a difference. I want to make a difference. I want to build cars to make a difference. I want to build planes to make a difference. Make a difference. It might be that. Come on, saints. It might be I want to raise my family to make a difference or to contribute to society, make a difference, or to excel in your field, you must have a clear, clear vision. We also have values. And our governing, governing values that lie at the very control of who we are. Come on, saints. Values are right there. What's our value system? Because our governing values are what we believe to be the greatest and highest priority in our lives. Let me say this. How well you define and clearly identify your own governing values will determine how well you will know and understand yourself. Not somebody else. When you know what your value system is, and you discern what your value system is, you'll know more about yourself. We need governing values. Now, you may not know all of them, or maybe haven't even thought about them, but you have them, and they are driving your life. 
Your values and my values are driving my and your life. That's what drives our life. What's my value system? What's your value system? Because when good and right values are chosen and established in your life, and you choose to align yourself to those values, your life will take on a new effectiveness. Then there's our passions. That driving inner force that moves us toward different goals. And saints, our passions are to be rooted in the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, and our core values. We should be moved by these forces that generate in us a passionate heart and passionate feelings that move us toward righteous goals. And there's the one that's very important to me, is character. Which is our true self. Character is our true self. That's as being as it's being developed. That's what character is. It's what I truly am as it's being developed into the person that God desires for me to be. Let me say this. I believe this. The quality of our lives is not determined by happenstance of genetics. It, it isn't. I'm sorry. It's not genetics. Not because I'm white, you're black, you're yellow. It's, it's not because of that. Hate to blow your bubble. It's not because I'm half Arab. It's not because of that. And half Italian, it's not because of that. Not because of genetics. Uh, it's not be because of the influence of my environment. It's not because I was born in New York City on brick and mortar with no trees. It's not because of that. It's not because I was born into an Italian family that yelled and screamed all the time. It's not because of that. It's not dependent on personality. It's all dependent on our character. Who you are. Who are you? Because character is destiny. You see, each day, you and I are faced with choices. Choices. We can either enrich our personal character. I can either want to enrich my character personally. Or I can impoverish my character personally. I can either make it better or I can either make it worse. It's my character. It's my choice, saints.
It's your choice this morning. To either better yourself or not better yourself. Because this country gives you the greatest opportunity to be whatever you want to be. And our God can help you in every way. Because he is with you to do whatever you would want to be and whatever you can be. And it all comes down to decisions. It all comes down to our ability to choose from the varieties of options that are out there. There's a heck of a lot of variety, a heck of a lot of options out there. The most important is to have, the, is to have ideas and to make decisions and to act on them, to decide what is important to accomplish and do it. You have to discover a plan and act on it. You must do it. You need to make it so. Amen. What did Nike say? Come on. What did Nike say? Just do it. You need to believe. Believe you can thrive with a God vision. Why? Because you are unique. Everybody needs to say, I'm unique. You are special. I am special. God created you. How many know you are not an accident? God has a special plan and a purpose for you. God created you to be unique, wonderful, regardless of what you feel about yourself. Hallelujah. Because it says in Psalm 139, verse 3, You, for you, for me, my inward parts. God said this. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth, your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they all were written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. For we are his workmanship. Come on, saints. Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You and I have the capacity to get and fulfill your personal purpose and vision. Empty yourself, saints, of yesterday's baggage. Come on, somebody needs to empty themselves of yesterday's baggage. Get rid of it! Pull down the strongholds. Pull down the negative thinking. Forget the past. Refuse to live in a rut. Come on. Explore new ideas. Launch out into new and deeper waters. Remember the former things of all, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning. And from ancient uh, times, things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. You have a great future. Come on, he needs to say, I have a great future. You have new opportunities. 
new open doors. We need to make a shift in our thinking. Make a shift in your perceptions. Make a shift in your thought process. That lead that we need to make a shift that leads it to a new faith. A new energy for living. Come on. Ask yourself, what new vision does God desire to birth in me? What does he want me to do? What creative resources is God going to bring into my life? Saints, you have the Holy Spirit. You got the Holy Ghost. You got the Word of God. Faith in Jesus working in you and for you. So you know what? You cannot lose. How many believe that? You cannot lose. Saints, I leave you with these five things. Believe you have a vision and you can fulfill it. Believe you are special and that you can make a significant impact. Believe you can break through your limitations. Believe you do have and will have abundant opportunities. And believe you could start fresh today and God can make all things new. Jeremiah 29.11 For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. I'll give the Lord some praise this morning.